Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we look at the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. In this episode, we review Void Rivals number six as the first story arc of the Energon universe concludes. Today is Friday, December 1st, 2023, and this is episode 366 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that'll build you up for five episodes, leading you into believing the six will have some sort of resolution. But I'm your host, Charles, aka Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, aka Yakko. Hey, how's it? Len <laughs> Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. How's it going, everybody? Do I have to, I have to finish? This is the impasse. <laughs> Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help out the show. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a Donatron, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support, and that's where you can sign up. Uh, of course, you get some bonus uh, perks. You get bonus content. You get to act, you um, can watch us record the show live. You get entered into all our contests automatically, and uh, you know, lots of good stuff. Speaking of bonus content, we've got our bonus show, We Like Big Bots, episodes all on our Patreon page, 10 episodes from season one, uh, with that's starring Daryl and Dr. Pants, talking about all the big bots in their collection. Hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, we'll get some new big bots episodes sometime soon. So uh, keep sending send that mail to Daryl at transmissionspodcast.com, and uh, he'll get right on that. Uh, also, we've got our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust, and uh, that we have season one and two available uh, on our feed at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. Currently, we have a side uh, adventure going on called The Rustford Files, uh, just recently released episode five, A Rockwork Orange, and next week will be episode six. So that is continuing. There'll be a few more episodes of the Rustford Files before we get back into Season 3 of Empire of Rust. And uh, you should enjoy uh, those. You know, the, this little side adventure is completely... It's the same cast of uh, of players, but new. they're all playing new characters. And Mike is a player, not to the Game Master. So it's a very different feel to the adventure, and it's fun. So check that out. Of course, we are still selling our exclusive Transformers number one cover with art by EJ Sue. This is uh, from Skybound's new Transformers series. Uh, you can pick that up at our website, transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. So uh, definitely uh, check that out and uh, get those while we have them available. 
And uh, lastly, before we get into our review, of course, our friends at Toy Hacks have provided us with a new code for the month of December. So if you are still looking to get some Toy Hacks labels for your Transformers or maybe get some labels for a loved one or friend, uh, you can use our code to get 15% off your order at ToyHacks.com. That code is Santa Prime. So uh, very uh, relevant code for this time of year. So enjoy and uh, take advantage of that and get your discount, help help out the show and help out yourself. You're right. Well, uh, we're doing a review, a comic review in this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. So let's get right into it. All right, so uh, we are reviewing Void Rivals number six, and this is the last issue of the first story arc of Void Rivals. Of course, Void Rivals uh, kicked off the Energon universe earlier this year and has been featuring some notable Transformers references and cameos. So uh, we are going to talk about the conclusion of this first story arc and maybe speculate on what it might mean for future stories in the Energon universe. So Void Rivals number six is written by Robert Kirkman, artist Lorenzo DeFelice, colorist Matthias Lopez, letterer Russ Rutten, editors Sean Mankiewicz and Jonathan Manning, logo and publication Andre Suarez, and production, Jillian Crabb. So uh, there's several covers. We're not going to talk about the covers. Uh, there's too many covers to uh, to go over for all these Skybound comics. But uh, you can see, if you're watching the video, you can see cover A uh, here. And uh, the characters, the main characters, Derek and Salila, are refugees uh, on the run after escaping from their confinement on Zertonia. And so they are trying to make their way through uh, a hostile environment uh, as this uh, this comic uh, goes on. So let's talk about the story. In her cell, Salila contemplates her fate as she holds the key given to her by Mistress Ville. Suddenly, the door to her cell opens. She quickly conceals the key in one of her belt pouches as a new figure approaches her. It's Canella, the rebel leader who rescued Derek earlier. She's wearing Blast Trooper armor and has a second uniform for Salila to escape in. Salila and Canella are not friends, so Salila is surprised that she's helping her escape. Canella doesn't offer any explanations and just tells her to get moving and keep quiet. Meanwhile, on Quintessa, the Skuxoid has taken out the combined Zertonian and Agorian ship for inspection by this Quintesson judge. The Quintesson is intrigued and the five faces have a conversation. The Quintesson is vague, but it sounds like Zertonia has a connection to another Quintesson from eons ago. They take possession of the ship for further analysis with the goal of finding Zertonia and uncovering revelations that could shock the Quintesson civilization to its core. Back on Zertonia, Canella got Solilla out without incident and brought her back to the rebel cell. Solilla is surprised to find Derek there, waiting for her since he instigated her rescue. Derek welcomes her with the comment that she would have done the same for him, so Lil tells him she wouldn't, and Derek's enthusiasm takes a hit since she's not as appreciative as he would have, been, as he would have liked. 
Anyway, Canella has a plan to get Derek and Talila transport off-world to Agoria. She needs them to make contact with their counterpart, Agorian revolutionaries, and reestablish a communication leak with a data packet. Salula has nowhere else to go, so she agrees. Derek is, of course, happy to leave Zertonia and return to his home world. The rebels get ready to move out. They're going to get Derek and Salula to a transport ship, hopefully quickly and quietly. But their escape has been detected. Premier Zalalak has mobilized the Zertonian military to be on high alert to find them. Derek and Salula take off their armor to hopefully blend in with the crowd. Derek puts on a bandage over his forehead to hide the different-shaped Agoran gem, so he hopefully just looks like another anonymous citizen. For a time, the disguises work, and the group makes its way through the city without trouble. Derek sees the suffering of the poor people since supplies and resources have grown scarce, so Lilith comments that this is why she always focused on serving her homeworld and betrayed him when they escaped earlier. Finally, they make it to where the starship is docked. Canilla says they have clearance to pass the checkpoint and starts to move. But the jig is up. The guards immediately tell them to halt. Canella doesn't understand how they were discovered. And the kid, Ultum, tells her it was him. The guards promise to find his mother if he gave up the rebels. He apologizes and Canilla forgives him, but it's too late. But not for Salilla. She tells Canella she and Derek will deliver the data packet to the Agorians, but and she'll give the rebels a distraction so they can get, escape. She throws her spear to knock out the guard spotlight. In the darkness, Salula and Derek commandeer a slip rider cycle. Handroid hacks it, and Daryl Der, and Derek ste- and Derek steers so they can make a quick escape. The Zertonian guards turn all their focus on chasing Derek and Salula. Drone ships follow close behind, firing laser blasts in their wake. While Derek handles the driving, Salila uses her weapon to take out the drones. But they're not clear yet. Salila tells Derek to dump their vehicle since the Zertonians can track it, so they have to keep running on foot. They manage to disappear into the transit system and take a train north to the outskirts of Zertonian civilization. But it's not far enough. After they get off the train, they are quickly spotted by more guards and forced to keep running. Salula protests that they're going too far north into the wastelands, but Derek says this is the only way to complete their mission. He asks if he trusts him, and she hesitates, but says yes. The guards report back to Premier Zalalak that it's over. The fugitives escaped into the wasteland, but no one has ever survived there. Zalalak isn't convinced. They already underestimated them once, and he won't do it again. There's only one option left. They need a hunter who will track them down and ensure their demise. It's the only way to avoid the Agorian and Zertonian reunification and avert the coming of Goliant. They must revive Proximus. To be continued. Okay, that was the end of the first story arc of Void Rivals. Um, I gotta say, this didn't really hit <laughs> very hard for me. Um this was uh, kind of a, a a bit of a letdown for this last story arc. I was hoping we were going to see a little bit tighter. Like the, I, I thought we were building up to something with the Quintessons and and tying into like what was going on with the Void Rivals. Uh, we still do get some hints of that, but not really anything like any kind of shocking revelation. I mean, it sounds like maybe the Zerta figure who was their like deity on Zertonia. Maybe that was originally a Quintesson. I mean, that's my guess, but 
uh, we're still not left with, you know, not really much revelation there. I mean, maybe that'll be something in the future. Uh, we'll see. Um, also, the with Derek and Salilla, they kind of are left hanging here. <laughs> They're left on a cliffhanger. They got they go into the wastelands and will they get it out? Will they get off the planet? I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I was I was expecting kind of a little bit more of a like. I mean, I know it's an ongoing story. This is not the end of the series, it's, but, you know, for a six-issue story arc, you try to have kind of a complete story, and this didn't feel like a complete story in the end here. Uh, I do still like the artwork. I think it was, uh, like, the, the Lorenzo Di Felici uh, does a good job rendering the cityscape of, uh, of on Zertonia. The, the human characters look really good. Um, the couple of pages of Quintessons... Uh, were kind of just okay for me. I, I didn't uh, like the, the like Kurnasan faces. A little bit worse on those pages. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I mean, this was this was not uh, you know a. I mean, and also like I, I'm not really sure what like the the at the the end of the story where we see the you know the head. Zertonian guy saying we got to revive Proximus. I'm like, is that supposed to mean something to us? I mean, it's kind of like, okay, uh, is I mean, am I supposed to feel fear or emotion about Pro- about the name Proximus? I mean, I don't know. It's a it's. I, I feel like if you wanted, if you really wanted to like make that feel like a like a shocking conclusion you need to give us a little more information about what proximus who or what proximus is is that another uh like quintesson is, is there a quintesson named proximus that will you know is somehow been in suspended animation on zertonia for years or something i don't know so yeah i mean i i mean overall it's a, i mean it's the comic is fine i mean it's well written it's it's it mostly enjoyable but this was uh you know not a not a really great conclusion for this uh, this story arc so at least that was my opinion Daryl what did you think well i agree uh with uh, with you on on a lot of those points i feel as though if um if the very end if proxima or Proximus was uh, a known Transformers character. Like, let's say it said, we got to revive Six Shot. I would have been like, holy shit. All right. <laughs> now, now we're uh, we've got some stakes here, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we know the character that they're, they're coming for, right? Who the hell is Proximus? I don't care who Proximus is. Are they a threat? No idea. Uh, are they sympathetic to Cybertronians? I don't know. Who cares, right? I could give two shits about Proximus at this point, but if you're writing this for the Energon universe, knowing that your current audience is Transformers fans and a bunch of people that have jumped on because they're Kirkman fans, give somebody that's reading this a known Transformer the 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 name or they like the the title 
uh, bad guy here at the end, especially if you're going to leave it for three or four months, right? So if you're going to come into it in March, be like, all right, oh, I forgot what really happened at the end of that, but I know, I know they've got six shot coming. Right. Or, or do you a twist and say like Omega Supreme, a bot that traditionally is kind of in hibernation or right. whatever, and you wouldn't expect him to ally yeah. with these people. Yeah. So that's, and I feel as though anything else that was kind of, kind of mediocre through the book, if they had ended on that kind of a stinger, I'd, it would forgiven everything for me. But the fact that it was just such a letdown at the end, because I knew that they were building to this reveal at the end. You could tell that this was coming. And then they just let out this Proximus name. I'm like, oh, man, I don't give any, I don't care about this. Right. And now I'm waiting till March to find out what's next. I don't care what's next at this point. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to read it because I have to. Right. But I'm not excited about issue seven. Yeah. That's, that's where I, I'm at with this book at this point. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, like, if I can compare this to, like, my, the other two series I'm familiar with with Robert Kirkman are uh, Invincible and Walking Dead. And I believe both of those, like, if you if you read the first story arcs of both of those comics, there is a, like, shocking reveal at the end of both of those issues. And this, uh, this did not uh, compare to that, unfortunately. So, I no. don't know. Um, Jeremy, what were your thoughts? I mean, much the same. I like when we were talking before the show and I was like, I I read this last week and had no recollections really outside of uh, the Quintesson scene. And that's the kind of the impression it left on me, which is sad because I've been enjoying the book up until now. Um, another thing that, um, neither of you really touched on was this coming of Goliath. Which what what is that? Who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that would be what happens when the two rings are joined together, and it, it's I don't know. I'm guessing it has something to do with the black hole that it's around. <clears throat> and, and until yeah, we I know just... more, I'm going to assume that Goliath is Gobatron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I the the wiki helped me out there because I I looked at the the wiki description and they mentioned that. That was in in issue two of Void Rivals when Derek had his like vision or whatever. Mm. In in that vision, it mentioned Goliath that Goliath was coming and that was okay. something bad. So we still have no idea what Goliath is, but that is a callback to issue two. But I mean, it's like it's a it's you know if you if you're if you're reading these issues months apart you kind of don't remember that like right. like i didn't remember goliath me neither the wiki the wiki had to remind me so yeah i, I mean i i did remember that the the rings there there's like a black hole between them or something yeah but th- there's just so many little breadcrumbs teasing a greater future but we haven't gotten enough resolutions to some of these storylines that, you know, like I said, it's not very satisfying at this point. So I'm hoping that they're able to regain the momentum they had when they restart in March. But at this point that, you know, it's kind of a sad ending to this first arc. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm enjoying the characters. I, I like, you know, the main characters and the Android, 
I think that's mm-hmm. a great invention, but yeah, it's just kind of fizzled here. Yep. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, but they, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess fortunately they have runway. I mean, like it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Robert Kirkman and Skybound and Image are willing to, you know, push out the the series uh, with this, like, you know, with this whole new Ener- Energon universe and everything. So they've got space to, I mean, and of course with the sales, strong sales of the yeah. first few issues. Well, when the boss is working got, on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've they've got room to continue it. I mean, so you know, it's not going to live or die based on this this one comic. But uh, I'm hopeful that uh, when we get to issue seven, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully, they the the letters page mentions that they 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 were taking the, these these months off for issue seven in March, so that the other books have a chance to catch up. So maybe that means we'll see some actual crossover with with the other books. Um, in the future and maybe that mm-hmm. means like a little bit more like making it feel a little bit more like this is tied in with the rest of their energon universe so i i you know we'll see but i mean that's going to be hard because i mean they're they're out in these the the sacred ring and agoria and, and zertonia what what need do they have to to involve earth in any of this where all the other books are all set on earth so i don't know I mean, may- maybe there's going to be some tie-in with whatever's going on on Cybertron at this time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's Faxus. <laughs> <laughs> Straxus is always welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that is our review of Void Rivals number six. And uh, so that's that's all for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Uh, this is our one of our review episodes where uh, we just focus on the comic review and uh, get in, get out. So thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. As always, at the end of every uh, trans- Transmissions episode, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. These are the folks who continue to support the show at our highest level on Patreon. So that's why we give them a mention in every episode. So thank you once again to John Forex Levin Good and Demon Tech 82. You guys rock. And uh yeah, thanks uh everyone for watching. Let us know maybe you give us some feedback as to what you thought of Void Rivals. Uh maybe you know if you have thoughts on the overall series in general and this last uh issue in the in the first story arc is this uh is this making you excited for future Void Rival stories or uh, are you kind of scratching your head like we are? So let us know what your thoughts are and uh, we'll talk about it in the future. So thanks everyone for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.